Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Why do you think people stay stuck for so long and not really fulfilling their highest potential? All mental. It's all mental. It starts with the mind. Mind over matter. I mean, even yes. even, even uh, Hebrew Hebrew scriptures will say, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Yes. Right. You gotta yes. you gotta renew your mind. See. Aunt Blair is a seasoned business owner and experienced professional speaker, having created the first digital advertising agency in Michigan the first craft beer-themed fundraiser of its kind in Indiana, and a TEDx talk that provides the key to freedom, human rights, and economic opportunities for African Americans. He has won multiple Toastmasters speaking competitions and earned the Dale Carnegie Highest Award for Achievement. He is the creator of the Nonviolent Direct Action Coalition of Higher Ground Railroad, HigherGroundRailroad.com. After a decade of community activism, serving on multiple boards, and as a city commissioner, he is focusing his activism efforts on reversing the effects of race and racism. Thank you for joining me on this episode with Aunt Blair. I hope you like it. Let's jump right in. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness, and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And it is a pleasure having you on our show, on my show. It really is an honor. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, yes. So glad to have you. So you were born in, in, in Flint, Michigan, and you left when you were about three years old. Then you went back as a teenager. So uh, what was it like there um, as a teenager? You know, those are pretty much the toughest years, I think, of our life. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like growing up, you know, as a teenager in, in Flint? When I grew up, when I was growing up in Flint, it was around the time when the crack epidemic jumped off. And Flint being predominantly African-American, I mean, we all know how that story goes. I mean, that's, those were the, the communities hit the hardest. Mm. Well, I, me growing up, I saw all, all of what 
I, I saw a lot of things that young people shouldn't see. Right. So you were forced to grow up then pretty much in that type of, um, you know, environment. Yeah. Gangs. We had <laughs> our gangs weren't they weren't bloods and crips, but they were uh, folks up and folks down. So uh, I can't uh, let me think about this for a second. It's been a while since someone asked me this question. I think up was red and I think down was blue, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. the up they were on the north side of flint and the down they were on like the south side of flint and all of that in addition to the crack and the, all of the drugs and the the violence and the guns and the police and, and just the whole thing and simultaneously while this is happening you know general motors is doing their exit strategy you know they're starting to begin that because in flint Buick City, General Motors, around that time, they were thinking, oh, well, we'll just send our work to Mexico. Oh, mm -hmm. we'll just consolidate and go down to Detroit. Flint started to really struggle when I was a teenager. But when I was younger, though, I remember when Flint was vibrant. And yeah, people were people were making good money and you know, the, the, the businesses were strong and they were thriving and people were successful. And then all of a sudden. How did you manage to stay grounded and just stay out of it all? <laughs> well, I can't say that I stayed out of it all. Uh, <laughs> I, I did stay grounded. You always had a faith background. You know, my mom, I would say she's a teetotaler, Bible thumper. Shout out mm -hmm. to moms. She she <laughs> she was that kind of person. And my grandmother too. They were they were strong. You know, and my and my dad, he my dad, he was a good provider for our family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had all the basics, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was kind of that allure of the life style, you know, the street life and the fast lane and mm -hmm. all that comes with that, right? So I mean, I had a good foundation. Mm -hmm. what do they say what what's that bible verse uh teach a child in the way that they are to go and when teach a child old, yeah they won't depart it was yes. one of those kinds yes of yes 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 sometimes i believe in life that we're given a certain amount of struggles to overcome yeah in order to all of us every single last one of us none of us is ex exempt from you know the the troubles and trials of life but the, the goal is, is how you approach it. And are you going to allow it to, you know, keep you stuck or right. are you going to, you know, fight your way out of it? So um, what fires you? What fuels you? What gets you out of bed every morning with, you know, the mindset to overcome and take over? <laughs> you know, life, life, life and our ancestors, Nadine. Mm, so life. That. When I say life, mm -hmm. I mean, every day that the Lord wakes me up and starts me on my way, give me sound mind and body, health and strength, activity, my digits and limbs. I mean, that's a good day because some yes. people didn't wake up. Right. Yes. And some people woke up and they weren't able to move around. They mm -hmm. weren't able to be in their right my mental faculty, you know, all, all, all of the things. So every day when I wake up and I look around and I'm like, hey, I'm still here. Yeah, that, that's yes. all the motivation I need. But stack on to that, the things that our ancestors went through, right? Mm -hmm. they, they didn't have the choice to sleep in mm -hmm. They had a choice to say, oh, I'm gonna take a day off. That's right. 
the sacrifices that they made in order for you and me to be here, Mm -hmm. it would be a disservice to them to not get out and get after it every day. That is so true. But how did you develop that type of mindset? I mean, people know this, but, you know, a lot of people still remain stuck in their condition. And I honestly believe that no one wants to be stuck. Everyone wants to answer to that voice that is beckoning them to, you know, I guess, change. So how did you develop that type of mindset to be so positive and to, you know, just be on a a mission to be your best version? To be honest, I'm not quite, quite, quite sure, but I will say, I will say this. My mom will tell me when I was a baby, she's like, you was just the happiest little baby. You was always smiling and laughing and everything. (laughs) So I just think that divinely I was, that gift was given to me, you Mm -hmm. know, that gift of being positive, you know, being energetic, looking for the silver lining you know, trying to yeah. find the best in myself and other people. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a natural thing. I can't say that there was any one thing or any one book or any one sentence or somebody said something to me that made me who I am in that way. As far back as I remember, I've always been this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've always been a jovial, happy see the best in everything kind of person. Yeah, sometimes to my detriment, but 100% true. (laughs) Yeah, awesome, awesome. So I noticed that you have a calling to serve humanity and it, it, it just pours right through you. When did you start noticing that call and when did you answer it? Mm, that's a really good question. It's always, again, it's just one of those things where I really can't put my finger on the exact moment. I will say that when last year, Mm -hmm. when we went through everything that we went through, and especially when the George Floyd things jumped off, Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing, man, just just seeing all of the, all of the things and all of the hate and the back and forth and the this Mm -hmm. and that. And, you know, I just really sat down and started to read and understand some things. So I will say there were some books that I read that got me into the got me into the mindset of well wait a minute all this stuff that's going on in the world and and this programming and 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 the mm-hmm. and the things that we're we're told is true but it's really not true mm, yeah and i started to understand that hey wait a minute this this is this the system is the deck is stacked against us oh yeah but it's stacked against all of us. All that, of us. That yes. was that was that was the key. When I understood yes. it, it's not just us. There it's you go. Everybody. Yes. Yes. This this thing affects everybody yes. in the most negative way. Yes. Even the people who are benefiting from the system, they're even they're even affected negatively yes yes which yes go ahead sorry well i was just gonna say and that and and that's hard that's hard to that's hard to digest that's hard to process Mm -hmm. i'm pretty good at processing information once i get it and able to and then i'm able to connect dots real quick Mm -hmm. 
And when I started to connect the dots and I said, man, we're all, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. We're all, we're all getting screwed. Mm -hmm. We have to, we, we have to look at things, not, we do have to look at things. I believe that we have to look at things individually because we are individuals, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you have your retina and your fingerprint. No, nobody else have it. I have my retina and my fingerprints. No, nobody else have it. So we have to look at us as individuals for sure, but we're all, we're all individuals in this big giant community of the world of Mm -hmm. humanity. Mm -hmm. And for me, I said, man, if, if we could, we could break some things down if we could just get behind the idea of we're all in this together. We're all Mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. Why not champion the cause of humanity? I mean, everybody's talking about racism. Everybody's talking about Democrats and Republicans. Everybody's talking about, you know, all of these divisive things, but it's like, no, no, I like humanity us. All in this together. Yes. I like where this conversation is going because I, the biggest trick ever played on humanity is the illusion that we're separate. And, and um, there's no such thing like the law of divine oneness states that everyone and everything is connected in the world. Exactly. You know, our thoughts, the only thing that's separating us is just we're vibrating on different frequencies based on the way that based on our thoughts. Right. And and what you do and what I do, what we say, it all affects each other because we're all interconnected. And humanity don't humanity has forgotten who they are. Mm. And they're so focused on this race thing. And mm. there is no such thing as race. And I That's love exactly. yes. preach, 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 girl, preach. <laughs> and I love the article that you wrote in um the, the letter that you wrote to the Republic because I was like, oh my Thank gosh. You you're welcome. Someone thinks the way I think, because I'm always, I I don't get into the debate of race. I just, I don't let it get into my consciousness because it's all a plan to separate us. So I believe to never discover our true potential and and who we really are. So it's best to keep us divided so we can fight against each other and focus on that. So I don't get too much into that, but can you, you know, I love the letter that you wrote. Can you speak to that? Oh, girl. Wow. (laughs) Well, I I, well, when you I'll hop into that, but I thought I was thinking a thought popped into my head as you Mm -hmm. as you were speaking that truth. What really what really I I just thought of this, what really shifted my paradigm Mm -hmm. was when I took a DNA test. You know, you can do 23andMe, Ancestry. Yes, yes. I I think it's a a reminder that I need to do it because I haven't done it yet. Girl, (laughs) I I strongly encourage you to do it. Okay. And this is why. Because for me, there was this, it felt like there was this void in my life. I I didn't really, to your point about being grounded, I I felt grounded, but I was like, man, but I still feel disconnected somehow. And I really couldn't put my finger on it. Yes. And then when I took the ancestry DNA test and then I discovered, oh, snap, I'm Nigerian. Mm, Look at that. My people come from Nigeria. They come from the Congo. Yes. And that was that was the the missing link, so to speak. That was the access code that unlocked a lot of new thoughts Mm -hmm. and new way of looking at things and going to the letter. That's a part of it, too. Because mm-hmm. once I understood this and I started 
reading and discovering other people like W.E. Du Bois. Mm-hmm. Hey, this thing, this is all jacked up. Yeah. This is basically a lie. And we've I, all been lied to. Exactly. We've <laughs> all been lied to. Yeah. And I'm I, when when I discovered that, I was like, man, here in Columbus, Indiana, uh, unfortunately, there are some European supremacy, superiority folks in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they left some graffiti in some different places here around town. Now me. I'm active. I believe that mobility is the key to longevity. So if I don't have to drive, mm-hmm. I don't. I walk. Right. Uh, Columbus is very walkable. Mm-hmm. And I live downtown. My office is downtown. So I choose to walk even when it's raining, you know, even when it's snowing. But if it's really messy outside, I will hop in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through alleyways. I'm seeing this graffiti and I'm like, oh, snap, this is not cool. That's what prompted me to write this letter to say you know what you know these people who are putting the people who are putting this graffiti on buildings Mm -hmm. who have this ideology you know this way of thinking about humanity is 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 completely erroneous Mm -hmm. and instead of vilifying these folks which that's what everybody does i just decided to put people up on game and say look here here are the facts do with the facts what you will yes 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 and it, it really it hurts me to see how many people really like humanity have truly forgotten who they are because if they did then they would realize that everything that's going on right now is you're either creating it in your mind, but the thoughts that you're thinking and bringing that situations into your life, or, you know, you've been lied to, we've all been lied to. And, you know, it, I really, that's why I really created this podcast to really get into people's minds that, you know, there's, we are here for something greater than ourselves. We're here. Yes. (laughs) Like we're, we're, we're spiritual beings, multidimensional beings having a human experience. Yes. And what you're experiencing in your life right now is just a short phase of what you're going through. You can change the narrative. Yes. You can change the stories that you're telling yourself, which leads me to my next question. I truly believe that um, each and every one of us have a purpose in our life. Mm-hmm. And um it's just, it's up to us to find that purpose. That's right. How, yes. How do you get that information out to people to really um, allow them to stop telling themselves that old stories that they've been telling themselves over and over? Cause it's just a story, right. you know? So what, what do you do? What we're going to get into your Ted talk next <laughs> oh, sure. to, to really um, allow, give people that information because you can get the information, but it's what you do with it. But, you know, it's good to get that information out, out to people to realize that, you know, they are creating their reality in every step of the way with the thoughts they think, with the, the garbage that they watch on news. That's right. With the people that they're having in their company, with the That's food right. they're eating, just with everything. How do you do this on a daily basis to to help people rise up from their you know from just basically from a life that they are not enjoying well 
keeping it positive for me, you know, keeping it positive and with every engagement, at least I try Mm -hmm. with every engagement that I have with everyone that comes across my path to give, to give them the biggest jolt of positivity that I could possibly give them. Yes. And that, you know, that starts with a smile. It starts Mm -hmm. with a wave. It starts with the what's up. It starts with fist bump, you know, very, very, very simple, which Mm -hmm. then, can lead into a conversation depending on the circumstances, depending on where I'm at. And once I started, once I start to get in a dialogue with the person, you know, I'd start sharing thoughts based on the way that the conversation goes, just like how we're doing right now. Yes. Yes. Right now, I will say I'm more focused on this idea of, you know, of, of ending racism for good. And I mean, that's a, that's a big statement. I know that, with as many people as I bump into on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, I don't have to necessarily say preach at them and, you know, point the finger at them, things yes, like that. Yes, yes. But through my, through, through the words that I use, mm-hmm. like for example, when people will say to me that I'll be in conversation with somebody and they'll start saying, you know, Oh, you know, black person, white person. And I'll mm-hmm. I'll smile real big and I say, you're not white. I say you might be a little, you might be peach, but you're not white. And then yeah. I'll usually find a piece of paper or pull mm-hmm. out a business card or something. I'll say, This is white. Yeah. <laughs> you're not that. Yeah. People they'll they'll oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, yes. and so then someone might call me black. And I'll say, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm a nice shade of like caramel. Mm-hmm. And then I'll and then I'll pull out my phone and I'll say, now this screen on this phone, that's black. Yes, yes. And I'll say, yes. I'm not that color, right? And it'll right. Like, oh, yeah. So I try to I I just is is I won't say politely, but as uh to communicate those ideas in the least aggressive way mm-hmm. not you're wrong and your thinking is erroneous or anything right. like that it's like hey here's the here's the truth right can yes. i mean you can agree that this is the truth right and and yes. who, who's going to say no yes yeah when it's when it's that obvious right. so i try so i try to through conversation challenge people to use a different or broader vocabulary and mm-hmm. so even now, you know, people will say that and I'll say, well, actually, I'm a human, just like you're a human, mm-hmm. an American citizen with ancestry from Africa mm-hmm. and my people, they come from Nigeria and they come from the Congo. Those are facts. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think when people hear that just because no one else is having that conversation with them, it changes their thought process. It changes their paradigm. So when you talk about helping people become their best self, Mm -hmm. I believe that it comes by shifting, shaking, changing people's paradigms because it has to be, there's so much out there. There's so much noise. There's so much stimuli. Mm -hmm that we have to say something that's just so avant-garde, that's yes. so out of the box, that's so visionary mm-hmm. that people have to stop 
Yes. And yes. take it in. Yes. So I guess that's a long answer. No, <laughs> to that's say great... that's what I try to do. Yes. With the opportunities that with the opportunities that I have to have dialogues with people when it's when when it's applicable or when that opportunity presents itself. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you touched upon there's so much noise as well. You know, it's the first thing that people need to do is, is just literally just get rid of their TVs. Because, Shut it off. Yes. Crash. <laughs> because the media is strategically um, implementing and putting out information out there to. Preach, to girl. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but to destroy us. It's because true. it really is to put us against you, to put us against each other by always talking about race, you know, and racism and black, white. I, it, and unfortunately people who are not really in tune and with who they are, they buy into this because, you know, what you see visually and hearing every day, you're going to eventually start believing it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I love what I love your go ahead. I was just going to say to that point, and I, I strongly encourage you to grab this book. It, talk about a paradigm changer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Burrell wrote a book called Brainwashed. Tom Burrell was one of the first African-American people that had a huge advertising agency. Mm -hmm. My background is in advertising and marketing. Mm -hmm. I picked this book up. I'm like, what's this dude talking about? Right. And, and what and because he was in the advertising and marketing business, his book was how advertising has in marketing has been used to do exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's it's it it blew my mind. Hey, Dean, it really, yeah. really did. Because here's this industry professional, super successful breaking it down and saying this is how they program us mm -hmm. this and, is how yeah. they program us and, and we literally get programmed because you know information changes perception so the the more information we let into negative information we let into our consciousness is changing the way we perceive our world because we all see see the world differently because we're all having our own individual experiences and I tell my families all the time that be careful what you're letting into your consciousness, girl. Because we're, we're all pro, we're all computers, or our minds are like exactly. a computer. And if exactly. what 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 we the programs that we that runs on a typical computer either make or break the computer, just like our minds. Mm -hmm. You know the information that we're letting into our system. What is it doing to you? What is it doing to your spirit? You know, how are you feeling? Remember feelings, feelings, feelings that creates everything in our life. So what are you letting into your consciousness? What are you letting into your yourself? And then we wonder why most of us walk around feeling like a victim, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the whole entire, um, I guess, premise of the media to let us feel like something or someone is working against us. And then we use that information and and walk around feeling like we're not worthy. And that's why I love your, your TED speech where, you know, you talked about um, just stop, talk, just get rid of our excuses. And, 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 you know, basically you said that all of us, black, white, everyone has access to information and, and there's nothing that is limited to any 
just group of people. Can you can you talk talk about that? Sure. That experience was crazy in in all of the all of the best ways. But as I was developing the speech and I and I developed the through line of access. Again, we're talking about computers and programming and things like that. So yes, yes. Every, everybody understands the idea of access, right? You know, mm-hmm. you need an access code to grab your email. You need yes. to get access to your phone to be able to use the phone. You know, yes. so access is an easy concept to to grasp. Yes. And, and, and looking at it from the perspective of we all have access to something that someone else may or may not have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm and, and it's so easy. And we saw this after George Floyd money thrown at everything, quote unquote, black. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. NAACP getting, I mean, millions of money, millions of dollars of money of Microsoft and Google and all these big companies. We're, we're writing a check for 10 million dollars for this, that and other thing. It's mm-hmm. easy to write a check. Mm-hmm. it's easy to write a check if, I mean if you have the money obviously it's easy, to, have, yeah. it's easy to write the check I discovered through my journey from Flint Michigan to where I'm at right now in my life it was it was not it was ambition sure it was hustle sure mm-hmm. it was also access to things that I didn't have knowledge that I didn't have right. opportunities that I didn't have ideas that I didn't have that other people had access to. Right. I didn't. Luckily yeah. for me, I don't believe in luck. So I'll say. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in luck. I believe that hard work is luck. Yes. I will say uh, in, in, in the universe, divine, karma, the serendipity, people landed in my life. I crossed paths with people in my life who said, you know what? You're trying to do something in life. I'll help you out. I'll give you mm-hmm. access to this or that or this or that. Or some people saw some 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 potential in me and said, mm-hmm. you know what? If you did this, you would probably kill it. Mm-hmm. And we all have that, right? You know, Keith had access to you. Mm-hmm. Keith gave me access to you. And here I am with you today talking about access. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to us as a people group or people at large, and I'll just, I, I was, my, my, my talk was directed African-American folks. I mean, mm-hmm. I started out, I said, my fellow African-Americans, lend me your ear. I am talking to y'all. Yes. However, it is a message that is universal because we, we don't have to buy into the fact that we can't have. Now, granted, there's folks who, for whatever reason, they might be disabled in some way. You know, they might be inflicted in some way. Mm-hmm. And they can't go out there and get theirs. You know, right. that's a whole different discussion. Mm-hmm. But if, if a person is able-bodied, has a good mind, and has some ambition, a bad situation can be changed. Yes. That was my next question. Yes. Yes. So I get, I have two questions following up to that. So what is the difference between access and excess? Cause you talked about mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. It, yes. Thank you for asking that question. 
I just talked about access. You know, access mm-hmm. is giving me a connection, giving me a hookup, turning me on to something that I did not know or did not have. Yes. Whereas the access part, the excess part is the check writing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, look, we need yes. access. We don't need excess. You know, if you give me access, I'll, I'll create my own excess. I don't I don't yes. want that. I want I want to connect. I want the hookup. I want the I plug. I love that. See, so you're pretty much saying, do not, do not give me your handouts. Right. Do not. Yes. Because, right. Don't because, give me. Don't. I don't need another stimulus check for it. Yes, because doing that will will put you in that, I guess, state of mind to not really rise up from your conditions. Exactly, yes. and that's part of the system too. So yes. you keep people dependent and weak. Yes. You know, waiting yes. on that check, you know, waiting on that next, that, that, that waiting on the excess. Yes. Yes. Instead of just going out and getting your own, because I mean, my, the, money is not the problem. I mean, there's billions, I mean, trillions, $2 trillion. How many times did $2 trillion get dropped into the economy during COVID? I mean, where does yes. this money come from? Money's not the problem. Money is everywhere. That's right. not the problem. Yes, yes. The access, that's the problem. That's yes. the reason why well, I went through a racism workshop and they talked about gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about gates being locked, you need the access code to unlock the gate. Yes. You need to get that code from the people who are the gatekeepers. Yes. So I'm like, hey, if you have a gate that you're keeping, and you're down with the idea that we're all in this together, unlock the door. Yes. Just unlock the door. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me the pin code. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's all I'm asking for. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for. If I can get in the door, yes. I'll do the rest. Yes. Give you the tools. Yeah, exactly. The, give me access yes. to the tools. Yes. I'll get the tools back. Don't don't just don't give me the tools. Just loan me the tools. Yeah, I'll give them back. Yeah, but just give me access. That's all I want. Just give me access to the tools. Give me access to the door. Give me access to the things that I need. And it's not always money. Yeah, to become the person that I need to be for myself, yeah, my family, and to be a contributor to humanity. Yes, and that's what we're lacking in in schools and the educational system. Mm. It doesn't teach children really who they are. It, it doesn't exactly. teach the children that kids. Um, I knew nothing about my thoughts creating my reality. I didn't mm-hmm. even. I knew nothing about that until mm-hmm. I was way up in my age. Mm-hmm. It doesn't teach kids about you know compassion and 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 quieting the mind and that's and right. watching what you think about and right. just things that help you really become that superhuman that we really are on the inside superhuman. (laughs) That's right. I love it. (laughs) And I think, why do you think most people stay stuck for a long period of time? Because, you know, a lot of people I'm sure really want to get out of the rut that they're in. And because, you know, as spiritual beings having a human experience, we can, we hear, we, we can feel that inner calling that that inner pulling in our heartstrings that there is more like we have it but it's still covered up with all the garbage from the media and negative all the negative things around us but why do you think people stay stuck for so long and not really fulfilling their highest potential all mental it's all mental it starts with the mind 
mind over matter. I mean, yes. e- even even uh, Hebrew Hebrew scriptures will say, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Yes. Right? You gotta yes. you gotta renew your mind. See, like you said, you know, as as spiritual beings. We know that there's something more. We know that there's mm-hmm. something more for us to do. We know that we're capable of greatness, but our mind yes. is all tore up. Yeah. We've been programmed to not excel, to not be super. Yes. Renewing the mind. I can, yes. I can tell you this, having access to education, having access to books, that changed my mind. I said, wow, didn't know that this was even a thing in the world. Wow, didn't even know that people could do that. Information, not mm-hmm. information, information and knowledge, you know, the yeah. right information, the right knowledge, you yeah. know, not 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 the truth. Not, let's, let's just cut to the chase. The yeah. truth. Yes, yes. It, filling our mind with truth, yes. filling our mind with positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, even earlier, you know, the people who we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. Those, I believe, those three things. If a person understood how important it is to get the truth and mm-hmm. to have people around them who are real. Yeah people could achieve they could become superhuman they could Mm -hmm. become their best self they could realize who they really are why they were put here on the earth like I said we have we all have a fingerprint and a retina that no one else will ever have and no one else has ever had before yes so that means there is something in the world that only we can do yes all of us we yes. can do. Yes. And if we could un- if we could unlock our mind and access that thing, bam, yes. that's when that's that's when that person's life can change and that person's life can change the world. Yes. There's an abundance of everything in the universe. Exactly. And I think, you know, once people realize that, you know, there that you you yourself is an abundance like we are abundance exactly. of everything and it is our birthright to to experience that great life and that great feeling because you know life is just a bunch of experiences we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience and it is our divine right to be able to have the experiences that we're seeking whether it's you know, materialistic things, living in a nice big house, that is your experience, whether it's driving a nice car, whether it's, you know, being the best mom you can be or the greatest chef or the best dancer or the best artist, it doesn't matter. We all are here to experience life. And I, I'm so passionate about that because I, I literally, it literally hurts me when I see people just suffering yeah. And not really understanding that you can rise above that. And it's hard. It really is. I'm not yeah, going to sit here and say it's easy. It's really not. Right. It's a daily work of having to reprogram your mind and step outside of that ego because your ego will always tell you that, listen, <laughs> you're not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it really is um, um, important for people to understand 
that they, once you have access, like you said, I love that access and not yeah. excess. And you shared some stories in your TED talk about how you got access as a kid. Can you share that with us? Oh, yeah. Well, it started, I wouldn't say I, I could I could go to kids stories, but I'll just start where it start where it started in the talk. What what changed what changed my life so far as what I believed that I was capable of doing mm -hmm. was my creative writing teacher in college. Yes. I'll never forget her. Martha Hamp changed my life. She gave me access to an idea. She said, do you know what advertising is? And I was like, no, I'm like 24. I don't know what advertising is. Yeah. She, she always encouraged me in creative writing. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm a good writer. And back then, you know, I'm doing writing a lot of short stories and poetry and things. She always be like, oh, Anthony, this is, this is so great. You could do this. You could do this. You could do this. You know, you might want to change that. I don't want to, I want, I don't want you to make what you wrote mine. You keep it yours. Here's some things that you can do to enhance it, to improve it. You know, always encourage me, always give yes. me tips and pointers. And she, she, asked me that question one day and I said no and she, then she put me up on game she said well this is what advertising is and I was like for real I don't even I ain't even know and then mm -hmm. she said you'll be good at that so here's this person who empowered me not only did she give me the idea but she also empowered me and said you will be good at doing that thing wow and I I changed majors I got into marketing I got into advertising and for 23 years, the advertising industry has provided for me and my family. That is amazing. Look at that. She yes. opened up your mind to the idea that you are capable of advertising. She shifted your paradigm. She gave you access. She did. She did. Had no That's clue amazing. what advertising was. How many times did I see a commercial on TV? How many times did I hear an ad on the radio? Didn't even know, didn't know what yes. it was. Yes. And yes. saw the potential in me and then put me up on game and then encouraged me by basically giving me, like you said, giving me access, access and I'll even go so far as to say permission to dream, to hope, yes. to do. Yes, that's amazing. So as you look into the future, where do you see yourself, let's say five to 10 years from now? Five to 10 years from now, hopefully I have some traction on this higher ground railroad idea. You know, the things that we're talking about today, like you said, in schools, nobody's teaching our kids this stuff. No. To be able to have an avenue, to have a, a platform to be able to teach children this mm. what we're talking about yes, so about, to, yes to 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 program them quote unquote the quote unquote program them the right way yes that that that's definitely a thing and then from uh from tedx they say that's your calling card as a professional speaker right mm -hmm. i've done a tedx i have an idea worth sharing I, I stood in the dot like Simon Sinek and, you know, Amy Cuddy and, you know, all those folks mm -hmm. who stood in that, that red circle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have access to opportunities to speak and get paid to do it. Yes. So that's one of the things that I've aspired to do 
you know, people said, hey, once again, access to ideas, people said, wow, you know, you're great. You're a good speaker. You are. Oh, thank you, Anini. I appreciate that. And that's how I met. Well, I didn't meet Keith in Toastmasters, but Keith is a Toastmaster now. And mm -hmm. I competed in uh, in Toastmasters competitions for speaking, won trophies. And I started to believe, hey, actually, maybe I am good. <laughs> they keep giving yeah. me trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, I think I could pursue this as a career. And I will tell you this, Nadine, you know who Les Brown is? Yes, yes, yes. I love Les Brown. Met Les Brown in person, girl. That is amazing. Cool dude. And when I saw when I, when I got access to Les Brown and I talked to him and there there's a I listen to Les Brown all the time. In one of uh one of the clips, he talks about his uh his high school teacher in a speech that he gave and and he heard this dude and he was saying it and he said that I can't quote it verbatim but it was basically he he was giving a speech to the graduating high school class Les mm -hmm. Brown he's dropped on it and he was talking about if one of you will do I can't remember what the things were but he said if one of you will realize oh he said if one of you will realize that you're blessed and highly favored and he went through that whole thing Mm -hmm. you can you can change the world yes and Les Brown says he said he ran up to that teacher after the speech and he said I'm the one oh wow it that's is awesome it is it's so great right and yes. so I'm talking to Les Brown mm -hmm. and I'm like I believe that I can do what you're doing and he said you can and I said it's on yeah. And that would have been, uh, I want to say maybe like 2010. And that was about the time I hopped into Toastmaster. Yes. You're doing work. it now. Right. And doing yes. it now. So yes. all of that work and, and putting in the reps and doing the speeches and, you know, doing the freebies at Rotary and all of the things gave me the opportunity, created the opportunity so that, well, it prepared me for the opportunity. It prepared me for when TEDx said, we're looking for people to pitch ideas. Mm -hmm. I was prepared. So it wasn't yes. like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do what I've been doing for the past yes. nine years. Yes. yes. And I did that. And they said, we invite you to do the talk and all that. So because of that, now I have this calling card to where I can say to folks, hey, I am a TEDx speaker. Yes, you are. A great I am one too. worth. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am worth the money that you will invest into me, because I will inspire your audience, whoever your audience yes, is, yes. to be the best human being that they can possibly be. Not only for themselves, but for your company, for your community, for our future. And five years from now, I'll be on a stage repeatedly doing just that. Yes, I see that happening. And yes, you are definitely, you know, changing the world. We need more people like you to, you know, give access to individuals who are looking to change. Because there's a lot of people out there who are looking to change, who they need are. that change, but they really don't know. I was stepping away a little bit from the mic. I realized that I, <laughs> I didn't oh, hear myself, yeah. but um, you're doing such an amazing job. I, Thanks, it's, Nadine. you are most welcome. The world needs more people like you who sincerely cares and passionate about what they're doing. And, and someone who's creative, I didn't even think about access versus excess. 
you know, so keep doing what you're doing. It is a, it was a pleasure having this discussion with you. Um, like I said, there are a lot of people out there who's looking for this information and I hope that you will motivate and inspire millions and millions and millions of people. That's the idea, Nadine. This yes. was so good. I, I didn't I know. know how this was going to go, like the, how the conversation <laughs> was going to flow, but this, yes. this was fantastic. I, I, will, know. I Thank you for inviting me. And if you ever want to put me on the show again, I will happily say yes. I thought about that too while you were talking. I'm like, you know what? It's getting into the hour. It's almost an hour. And I know. we haven't even talked about half of what I wanted to talk about, and, but I it was know. so good. So I will definitely be asking you to come back again Excellent. because I, you know, I absolutely love your mindset. I love what you're doing. And I just wish you just just wish you the best. I, I know you. that you're Thank you're you. most welcome. Thank you. You're doing an amazing job and the world just needs more people like you. So thank you so much, so much for stopping by and no we'll, we'll definitely um, see you again. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.